everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George and I'm here with my co-host, Grant. Hello there, music fans. And Liam. Hello, everybody. Good to have you back listening to us again. Oh, and for the new listeners, right? Embrace yes. those guys. Welcome. Welcome if this is your first time checking us out. Where have if you been? If you're such a big fan of this band that you've seen them in your feed or they've come across your Spotify and you're like, I'll check these guys out. Hope you like what we have to say. Absolutely. Which is what you've definitely done because it today is my nomination because each episode of Flawless, a host or a guest, this time a host, nominates an album they think is flawless. And we discuss how they discovered it and what they love about it and what makes it flawless for them. We have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. It's where we discuss all the things we love and that you love. And we post in there about upcoming episodes and what albums are nominated. We didn't, no. We, 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 we intend to. We intend to, but, but we didn't do it this Liam time. also has a job, so sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't happen, and that's fine. I have a job, and I'm moving house, and it's all there's just a lot of stuff going there's on. There's a lot of stuff going on in, uh, in Brisbane Liam. at the moment. Yeah, and absolutely. In but I did tweet Liam's about it, so that was exciting. Um, so, um, But you can find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. What's it called again? It is Flawless Friends and Family, Grant. And welcome to the two new people who've joined in the past week or by the time you hear this a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, a couple of new people have joined. So that's really great. Welcome to those people. I'll get their names. Oh, welcome, Patreoners. That's awesome. Not Patreoners. The group. um, The Flawless Friends and Family group. Oh, the friend group. That's awesome. That's great. We love that. Um, We really enjoy your feedback on the episode and the albums that we nominate or guests nominate. So please join in the love. Um, We also have a Patreon and you can back us for as little as a dollar a month and you get early access to our episodes. So usually on a Sunday instead of a Tuesday, you can get bonus episodes of which we actually have some and a warm, fuzzy feeling inside that you are helping to spread the flawless love. And you can find us at patreon.com slash flawlessampp. Now, as mentioned three or four times, it is my nomination. As you've clicked on this episode, you know what album I'm nominating. However, I'm going to say it with a plum. Is that all right? Mm-hmm. Dignity and a plum? Dig- Could we? Oh, I don't know if I can do dignity, but I can definitely do a plum. Sure. So um, I'm going to nominate an album that came into my life in 2005 we are scientists with love and squalor Thank well you. done. Nice work. Was and that a plum enough? That was a lot of. I a plum. thought there was dignity in there as well. Yeah, and so I thought they generally went hand in hand, but that's fine. Yeah, the <laughs> plum pot sure. Yes, so I nominated an album that I have been meaning to nominate for some time, and it finally, when Liam was like, "It's your turn, George," I was like, "It is time." This is time. It, it is time. time. I wasn't sure why, but it just and felt this like is it a was quick. Time. I was intrigued. This intrigues me. Why? 
I think I just was listening to it again. So I have a whole playlist set up um, of my flawless contenders. It's called really on Spotify and album to album, like end to end albums going, albums. just going. Yeah, and so I will play my contenders, and I've probably got like eight albums on there. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it, and I was wiggling my bum. Um, listening to this album and just went, I have too many happy memories to let this one slide this time. I'm bringing it to the fore. We are scientists. First album, official album I, with Love and Squalor. I totally had a desk dance at work, even though like I'm trying to resist it because I don't want it to be. You were dancing trying at to be work. A, trying to be a modern professional person. Where's that gotten you? Nowhere. Not <laughs> too more, far. More des- more, not far enough. More desk dancing at work, I say. <laughs> And, um, Not as far as you'd hoped. Yes. And so, yeah, can't resist it. You can't. There's some songs on this album you just cannot help but move around to. It's really cool. Absolutely. So the question is, Liam. Well, my question is, before oh. you get to us, how did you discover We Are Scientists and this album in particular? Oh, so. And particularly in the year that it opened, that it, the album came yes, out. you're on it. 2005 no, like, came out in the UK. So they were big in the UK before they were big in the US. Mm-hmm. And they are from... The US. Yes. Just like Bush, if we remember. Um, uh, They got big in the US, but not in the UK. So they're like swapsies. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, I had uh, gone to a nightclub. uh, Like young people want to do. As they want. As they want uh, to do. Under age then, so? No, I was 20 now. Okay. It's usually underage, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of the, <laughs> for the new listeners, there has been occasionally some recalcitrant behaviour from all of us, yes. if we're honest. It's not Liam, he's pure as a driven yeah, no. you, never, you never went underage to clubs? No. He didn't go overage to clubs. What I, the fuck I, are you I went to about? nightclubs probably three times in my entire life, not including like gigs for venues and for, um, venues for gigs and bands and stuff, but just going clubbing, yeah, maybe three times, just when I turned 18. And, and I was like, this is not for me. And well, two of the three then. <laughs> yeah, two of the some, three had some th- kind of debauched behaviour. However, at this point, I was 20. My behaviour with listening to nobody move, nobody get hurt in a club, and I went, what in chuffing hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Because I can't help but move to this. Um, and I went up to the DJ, which was like a guy that intimidated me no end, who I ended up in a band with. Um, and he said, this is an American band. So despite your fear. Despite my fear. You thought I had to. I was like, and I'm gonna find I out. need to get this. And he said, I will send it to you on SoulSeek. So um, the illegal downloading. And I literally don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's so a da- downloading. So SoulSeek yeah, but it's, rather than Napster, where you download from the central place, it was a peer-to-peer. So you could actually Nap- see Napster the... Napster was peer-to-peer. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, yeah so, I thought so as well. They were all, they were all peer-to-peer. All peer-to-peer. Yeah, but yeah. you could see, in SoulSeek, you could see the um, entire folder structure of what was available to share to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so he said, um, I'll share it with you on SoulSeek. And he shared album so i had an illegal download of the album in 2005 i thought you said it wasn't debaucherous this is the most debaucherous behavior there is well, illegal it's, yeah. uh, well, it's illegal <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean but then, illegal 
In 2006, I got a pay rise and I bought the CD. Mm -hmm. Compact I, disc. Yes, thank you. And I still have, the, uh, no, I had the CD up until 2022 where I gave up the CD to a charity shop, an op shop where my mother lives because I didn't need it anymore. It's on Spotify. Right. Um, and I didn't need all the CDs in my life anymore because I had quite a few. Anyway, so that's my debauchery. My debauchery <laughs> is that, is I legally downloaded it, but then I bought it, and now it's a favourite. And it's also on Spotify. You can have things which are downloaded mm -hmm. to your phone, and this is an album which means that even if I'm out of service, I can still listen to. That's how important it is because I have a lot of photos on my phone and files on my phone. So for me to download an entire album onto my phone is very important. But it's not a lot. I mean, it's not a long album. No, no. So it's seven minutes. Seven is not the biggest space. No, taker of all time. Don't care. So the sen the sentiments. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So you, so you, the DJ sent you the thing album on Soul Seek. Based yeah. on your love of that one song. Yeah. Um, and you listen to it and you're like, oh my God, this is an album that defines my life now. Is it like straight away you're like, this is an amazing album, Flawless? Or did you come around to it? Or it was do you remember? Immediately, oh my God, Keith is writing about my life. Mm -hmm. um, there is so much talk of living in excess and pushing beyond the barriers of drinking and becoming a mess of a human being and relying on other people to look after you and I was like at 20 I needed that I mm. needed that bad right so um yeah so Keith Murray who is also one of the most handsome men alive um who has become a gray fox Mm -hmm. Right, he is like a silver fox. Sorry, he is silver fox. He silver is a fox. silver fox, and Button. like he is beautiful. And he wrote an album for me when I was twenty, which I thought was very kind. <laughs> um, and I, I not knowing you, mind you, I yeah. now I'm nearing forty, and I'm bringing it to flawless. So can I pass it over to Liam? Yep. You did a desk wiggle mm -hmm. because. Had you heard this album or We Are Scientists? Um, I own this album ah. and I bought it straight away when it came out because I had a similar thing hearing um, nobody moved, the, yeah, nobody moved, yeah, nobody got hurt, and The Great Escape on the radio, mm -hmm. Triple J at the time, and went, yep, that's two awesome bangers. That's enough for me to buy an album. And I did. <laughs> and I don't remember listening to it a lot, like, but I remember liking it when I listened to it back then. So it was cool to remember it and come back to it again. But yeah, those two big singles always in my playlists, always, always, forever. So oh, yeah, that's well, awesome. well and truly across these so guys. I, Although not to the extent that they they've put out eight albums over the last fifteen. 17 yep. years, which is insane. We'll I've listened to a that. few, but yeah. it's like there's only a few songs I've liked on each single mm -hmm. for the record of why did you choose this one? Yes. I'm like, this is my flawless album. Mm -hmm. The other albums have a few good songs on them, um, but maybe not flawless end to end. Yeah. So, but yeah, they're still together. They've got a new album coming out this year. There we go. So, yeah. which I will listen to. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I like them. And again, Keeper Murray, if you're out there, um, I'm and quite, listening to this, and listening to this, I'm five foot three, redheaded, tattooed, and I'm very into silver foxes. 
and I'm not, I'm engaged, but not married. So I'm just It's saying, a timing issue, timing opportunity. Always. Absolutely, which is fine. Um, but yeah, but Grant. We can talk about it. Grant, had you had this band or this album before? That is negatory. Negatory. On two. <laughs> On both counts. Yes. Well, you wouldn't have heard it. Yeah, no, I had never heard of them. Yeah. Fair enough. Never heard of them at all, yes. So it wasn't that you'd heard the album but hadn't heard of the band? Yes, <laughs> it wasn't that I'd heard You hadn't this. heard the song. I don't one. believe I'd heard any of it. Right. Yeah, I know. But again, it was, if you go back to where I was in 2005, I was trying to get out of the developing, what's it, you can't, he's developing, not the third world, the developing country. Mm-hmm. Um, you use that as an excuse a lot for not listening to music, Grant. Huh? You use that a lot as an excuse. I, I was. I, well, it's true, though. I, I, I like, um, so, yeah, there's no ways this would have, and, and it might have played, uh, this sort of music would have been after 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, Monday to Thursday, maybe, mm-hmm. on the one channel in South Africa that would have played it. So it's not surprising um, that I wouldn't have heard. That's fair. There's a whole... Like there's a whole thesis you could write about this album and its position and its timing in terms of garage rock revival, having sure. having come around earlier. Like this was they're yeah. they're on the tail end of the of the genre that they're playing in, and what that means and all that sort of stuff. Like that's uh, that's what I found really interesting in doing a lot of the research was just sort of looking at who they were taking from and who they were learning from, and not necessarily like these are our influences, but the bands were the same influences that they mm-hmm. had because a lot of that garage rock stuff came then from the seventies and the eighties garage rock stuff, but then they're sort of on the tail end of it. But then also that's not their fault because they'd been a band since 1999. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, they, so they, were, they were six years before they managed to get their, their record label signed up and, and put the album out. So it was, yeah. And they put out their previous album themselves, but they don't count it as an no, album. It's a work in progress or some half-formed yeah. thing. Half-formed thing. And they yeah. put out an EP of Inaction, mm-hmm. but... That wasn't. They don't think of that as an album or anything yeah. they commit to. So they, they as a band, think of this as their first debut. thing, mm-hmm. as their debut album. So, have you seen them live? I am so glad you asked me that question <laughs> because Grant, I committed to this band to the point where within two and a half years, I had seen them seven times. Nice. Seven times. They played festivals. And you never met the Silver Fox in that time. <laughs> he, wasn't this a, sounds... he wasn't a Silver Fox at the time. He, he was just a hair. fox. He was just a fox. He was just a full-on fox, he man. He was just a fox. Now it's a Silver Fox. Yeah. Didn't meet them. Um, and yeah. I find that strange but based on how you... festivals <laughs> and gigs. Yeah, all your other so, stories usually involve... I, I saw this band half the time and I've met them four times. Yeah, and, like, I'll yeah. Serve <laughs> and I'll serve them coffee. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, well, there was like... They had played... They did a NME tour and they played with uh, Maximo Park Mystery Jets Arctic Monkeys, which was mm-hmm. like a really good gig. That's a good um, set. And they played on their own a couple of times and they played festivals. Um, and uh, their first festival they played, um, you know, when it's like and other bands and they're named alphabetically. Mm-hmm. That was them Yeah. in that first mm. year. So they played a tiny stage in the day in 2005 um, at Leeds Fest. And it was before, um, so it was when I had an illegal download, but it was before the album had come out, I went to go and see them live. So that's how... So you had an illegal download of the album that hadn't come out yet? Yeah. Right. So it was awesome. My ears feel a bit dirty. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. 
And but you're fine with the whole silver fox thing, but that makes your ears feel dirty. The, well, the yeah, the 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 illegality of that at the time, and there, there weren't opportunities. Or maybe there were at the time. You could have waited, I suppose. And you know, I had so. one opportunity, which was to get it illegally and listen to it, imbibe it, and then see oh. them and they were playing Leeds Fest and I was like, I live in Leeds, I'm yeah. going to that festival. Sure. Sorry, the question was then, so you were lucky enough, I mean, if it was me, I'm looking at a, at a set list or, sorry, a list of, of bands. They're W and you've gone from, you know, the main headline acts is whoever and whoever and then it gets smaller writing and then it goes alphabetically and then you're going all the way down to W and then you go, yes. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. And they played Just, a yeah. tiny stage. Yeah. And then the following year, they played, oh no, the year after, yeah, the following year, they played with um, like Block Party, Smashing Pumpkins, Jeez. Nine Inch Nails, Jimmy Eat World, Hot Hot Heat Battle, C60 Against Me, The Shint. The year after that, they played with Rage, Queens of the Throne Age, Metallica, Editors, Killers, Cribs, Manic Street Preachers, etc. Um, and they did tours, like, supporting cool, the bands and stuff. Yeah, so um, they cool. were always bigger in the UK than they were in the US and released special stuff and did lots of stuff. But they were on, like, TV shows, you know, like that token band um, in TV shows in America. Um, but they would do, like, a five-date tour in America, and then they would do, like, a 17-day tour in the <laughs> UK. Yeah. And America yeah. is yay big yes. um, versus the UK, which They're is fine. Working. And they would play, honestly, they would play Leeds, and they would play Sheffield, and they would play Manchester, and all 50 miles apart. Um, and But they well, would They're get, close together. Yeah, wow. and they'd all get a turnout. So, yeah. mm-hmm. yes, I have. So, Liam, have you seen them live? No. No, and I don't, I'm not sure why not. They must have toured Australia and they must have done festivals in that they time. And that was, they've played Brisbane. Yeah, that was my peak time of going to festivals and seeing stuff. So like Big Day Out, Live It, all that sort of stuff. But for some reason, I just, yeah, I don't remember seeing them. So, so fair enough. So Grant is a new boy to this. So, Quits behind the ears. So, yeah. Um, first impression of what you thought like what were you expecting when you saw three boys holding up kittens on the <laughs> front in the album artwork i'm not sure i even looked at the album artwork first i think i just pushed okay, play just hit go like just go <laughs> um i thought the name was intriguing and i thought are they actually scientists um because yeah and yeah i really liked it there was mm. certainly a lot of it felt very familiar to me yeah. i wouldn't quite say in my wheelhouse but certainly enough of in my wheelhouse yeah um so yeah. lots of familiarity i like big riffs i like you know drums going mad and you know that's what you yeah. get in your opening track so your foot stopping you know geez these guys yeah. are moving let's go let's go yeah we go do you know how they got their name please tell me mm-hmm. they were packing gear away um early days into a van and somebody said are you guys scientists um, like to them as if they were packing like um, uranium into a bag. <laughs> Maybe they were being like very that. gentle with the equipment though. Yeah. Yeah, but um, they and they, said and they were like, yeah, we are scientists, and that's where they got their name from. Nice. How random, man. Yeah, which is awesome. So, um, so Liam, you heard nobody move, nobody get hurt. Go on, yeah. that's the Nothing. first. 
That was the first thing you track. heard. Opening yeah. track. Yeah. First thing you heard. So. George, did you want to tell us who's in We Are Scientists at the oh, time yeah. when this was recorded? Because they, they've the had a lineup change since then. So, yeah, we had Keith Murray on vocals and guitar. We had Chris Kane on backing vocals and bass. And at the time, uh, Michael Tepper, Tepper yeah. on drums and percussion. Tepper sounds like Tapper. That's so. exactly how he plays, plays the drums. He taps like <laughs> super fast. He, is, he, he, he does. Is a tap, he is a Tapper. I said manic drumming yeah. a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. The and, uh, drum work holds not his bad together. Like, yeah. Love it, right? Yeah. Like really if, cool. This was the thing. Like I read a lot of stuff about, oh, yeah, they're coming in on the tail end of the garage stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, forget all that. Yeah, sure. If you want to exactly. know what they're doing, listen mm-hmm. to the drum work on this album. Oh like, my gosh! It, does, it doesn't goodness. matter what genre you're in or whatever you're in. Just listen to the drum work on this album because it's amazing. Because Keith can play drums too. Right. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, Michael came in and he was only a drummer for this album, I think. And then they had a new drummer. Maybe. Yeah, because he left in 2007, so they probably toured. Uh, I think he yeah, because the next one didn't come out until 2008. So yeah, they yeah. probably were left after this. So yeah. they've had probably, I think they've had three or four drummers. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, did you see their latest drummer? They're like, ah, oh, he's sort of, he's not officially part of the band. He just tours with us and records with us. Yeah. It's like, um, <laughs> he's in the band. But he he's with in the band. Yeah, yeah, like you're in the I've band, heard, man. I've heard the story before where, like, oh, yeah, he tours with us, but he doesn't record with our own stuff, or <laughs> he records with us, but he can't tour, so he's not really. It's like, no, no. If someone tours and records with you, that's the two parts of being a band. Yeah. Like, that's that's the two, you know, yeah, 99%. Maybe he being, doesn't pack up the lounge. Yeah, or that's it. He's like, <laughs> only band members have to do, like, the backstage stuff and clean yeah. up afterwards. So. He, does, he doesn't do his own sound test. What, what I'm really worried about is it means he doesn't get pa- he doesn't get paid the same yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. Same royalties. Yeah. Yeah. So if the songs are written by the band, then he doesn't get that writing credit. But that's okay. Maybe. The other thing I discovered while I was reading, these guys are funny. Yeah. These guys, right? are, I haven't seen the stage banter, but they are incredibly Super funny. Super good. Super like it's good. Just, um, I saw an interview with them. They were like, they were talking about why did they move to New York, and Matt said the cost of living there is dirt cheap, and then Chris said, oh, it's the easiest place in the world to get by. And then Keith said, it, we were getting burned out by the pace of life in, life in Southern California. We wanted a milder climate and a more laid-back lifestyle. And that's New York. <laughs> that's and then that's Chris said, good. everyone told us New York, cheap rent, mild autumns, friendly faces. <laughs> just, yeah, they're just, they're just funny guys. They are funny guys. Um, and they, that's why they have great videos. Mm-hmm. So they have entire music videos where they're in the desert surrounded by like tiny like Pomeranian um, dogs mm-hmm. and stuff and like they're being chased <laughs> by Pomeranians and it's like hasn't that happened to you? <laughs> never I, <think laughs> I never go to deserts dude because no. they're Pomeranians no deserts they're, yeah it's like a drop is not no, you never had a drop there? They, I watched the video for like um, nobody even knows it so that's a cool one and then I watched the video for um, The Great Escape it's funny I don't know if you remember it it's whether I can't it's, remember it. it's the three of them all moving around, living one life together. Oh, so yeah, they're yeah. all in bed together. They all get up and brush their teeth. They all go on a date together, and she doesn't quite know how to interact with the three <sighs> of them there. And it's funny, but it's really low paced. Like it's really sort of like you you got to wait. Whereas the song is like mile a minute. Like I just wanted a video, like just something really fast and explosive. So I was like, this is cool, Bad. but also. Yeah, it would have been cool if it was almost just them playing it live. But if I go, what, uh, 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 oh, yeah. at you, yeah. you <laughs> immediately know if we are scientists, yeah. nobody moves, nobody gets hurt, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, 
okay, sexy guitar, fuzzy riff, dum dum bass, vocal lines with the uh, 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 oh at the end. Um, and then it's got the line that when it was played in clubs, you would sidle up to that person you like. Yeah, of course you would, because you've you probably sing. all written the same line. <laughs> I didn't write any lines for this song because I know it. Okay, so I'll say it. Because my body is your body, I won't tell anybody. If you want to use my body, go for it, yeah. Lyric buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even need to write no, it. There no. it is there. Yeah, super With cool. With frantic super drumming, cool. bass, riffing guitar, backing vocals. It's got it all. And then he also says, I'm not just anybody. <laughs> as a like, lyric twist at the end. Mm. Um, and it's just like a, such a sexy, beautiful, awesome song. So it's when you sidle up to somebody and you you'd like eyeball them and you say... My body is your body. <laughs> like everyone knew it, and you would say it to the one you love. So yeah. During the opening verses, the guitar <laughs> melody holds, and the bass line is actually up and down. Like it's actually mm. a different. Like it's almost like the the guitar is providing the the steady bit, the rhythm section, and the bass is the bit that's going yeah, all that's over good, the place. Yeah. It's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, they're just one of the things I loved about this album is that they're just three guys. There's no studio tricks. There's no, no big pieces or any of that sort of stuff. It's just like when you say what they did, there's a drummer, there's a bass, there's like the purest form of that three-piece band, that garage band. Mm-hmm. Just three guys who are awesome on all their individual instruments they just, are. Going, just going at it. Sometimes we've got effects and sometimes we don't. Only a little bit, like, but not enough to like, like, just, you, could, you, yeah. like you couldn't play it live or like you just – like it would – yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So there's a few layers, but like, yeah. I like the fact that the guitar, you can tell that Keith and Chris are like besties mm-hmm. because they way, the way they intertwine their guitar and bass on every track is yeah. so smart. Mm-hmm. So, um, and did you know where the, love of the, where the title of the album comes from? Um, yes, I did. It came from a book. Mm-hmm. Was it Salinger? What was the Salinger title of a short story? For Esme with Love and Squalor. That's the one, yes, which I love. And I use the word squalor yeah. today um, because I was talking about playing a video game called Animal Crossing where um, <laughs> I have a really adorable house and garden and everything like that. And then someone said, oh, my God, your whole place is amazing. And I said, fun fact, in real life, I live in black jeans and I live in squalor. And they all laughed and said, ha ha, you live in squalor. And I was just like, I'll not describe it, but you <laughs> would be offended. Um, you're Americans. But it was like, just so, it's you're just Americans. such a good word to say, isn't it? Mm. It is. Squalor. 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 So, yes. Um, and Wonderful opening track. Yeah. So it goes into a slower intro for The Scene is Dead, mm-hmm. um, where it's like guitar, um, and then it moves into drums, into bass, into vocals, and they make so much noise for a three-piece. Mm. Um, yeah, which is, again, it's all the way through. It's this wonderful. Big, big chunks of noise all the way through. Yes, absolutely. And so there was a lot of... Um, Talk of excess, so lyrically he includes. I shouldn't even be here much less. Drinking 
sticking. Lyric buddies, stick, yeah. And I'm like, I've been there. Tick. So that's, so that's kind of like that whole like night out. The scene, like he's like the scene is there, but it's actually the night is dying on him, and he, you know, he's just determined to try and stay out and try and keep going through till the end. And he's not maximum value. Yeah. But at this point, he's not blaming anything but no. himself for being in excess. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like he knows that, and like throughout most of the songs, he knows, except for I believe in action, in action. Mm. where he's like going, "Hey guys." You know I'm doing the same shit over yeah. and over, <laughs> and like I'm on your floor seven nights in a row. Six or seven nights in a row. Mm. How yeah. am I supposed to know what makes this happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no? it's like he's learned nothing for yeah. himself. Yeah. So the last six or seven nights. The entire song is called Inaction, and yeah. they shout Inaction at the end of the chorus line because they they're like, yeah, you're supposed to do something about this, guys. Yeah. But it's kind of like, I feel like it's also a bit self, he's pointing that at himself as well. Like, it's oh, not, yeah. why, why aren't you helping me? But also in a way that he knows that he should fix it Some for awareness, himself. But yeah. he's like, oh, I can't, oh, yeah. I'm not going to. You know I'm not going to, why aren't you helping? But in that way of like, I really, this is really more self-hate. So the, the line I love from that song is... So that hangs off two and three together. Like it's like that scene of like that rock and roll scene, that garage rock scene. And he's, the scene's dying and he's like, he hates being part of it, but he loves it. And it's the only thing that gives him any meaning. And it's just, yeah. And it leads into that repeating, how am I supposed to know what makes this happen? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) It's like, you do know, you're just not accepting it. Yeah, yeah. Yourself. Yeah. One cool thing too about the scene is dead. At the end of it, um, it sort of draws out. Like he's passing out into yes. a bed at the end of the night. Like it doesn't stop and it doesn't fade out. It just like they've all just dropped their instruments oh, and fallen right. down, sort of Done. thing. It's so cool. It's they yeah, they know what they're doing when it comes to like the longest track is their final is like four minutes and one second, yeah, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, textbook. So as we said, it's six six fifty five long whole album of 12 songs um and so they don't dick about with it no. they're just like no, no, no. we have some like power pop post-punk to play mm-hmm. and we're just gonna play it and yeah. um that's cool so um grant from mm. your perspective having not heard it before were there any particular songs that stood out to you that because i oh, could... look i've written lyrics on literally every single one of them no. oh same um, same <laughs> which is which is a good thing. I haven't done that all the time <laughs> in past episodes, right? So, I mean, um, can't lose breaking my own rules. Oh, can't lose. Oh, yeah. man. Okay, so vocals Becoming just over drum else. and bass. Yeah. And then it comes in with, like, uh, lyrics of... My body won't tell my Like I've been there so many times, mm. and and then um, also the minute I get upset, that's it. It's over. I'm already out of the room. And I'm like, yeah. When I'm drunk, angry, 
I've gone. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just go home and I don't yeah. tell anyone that yeah. I've gone. I'm just out of spite. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just like, oh, no, yeah. I'm pissy now. And so yeah. I'm leaving. And so this is why I related so hard with the album. It's a really um, cool spot on the album too because of like two and three, so seen and Dead in Action are kind of almost two sides of like that, that halves of that one piece. Mm-hmm. And then this sort of comes into that third and fourth. So the first three have all been quite fast. Like not all as fast as the first one, but this is one that really slows that down. It's like, okay, we're, you know, we're a third of the way through the album, maybe almost a half. Mm. You know, a bit of a breather now. You know, this is it's still intense, but it's not quite the same speed as all the rest of them. Absolutely. It's, and there's a slow reprieve at the end with those like R's in harmony mm-hmm. and stuff, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, it, I really enjoy um, I, I just his self-deprecation. Mm. Yeah, like, I think it ties into that idea of him being funny. It's like he's so yes. self-aware yeah. and you can't be funny without being self-aware and knowing who you are and, where, and what your position is. So yeah, I think super smart all the way through. Yeah. And then um, callbacks has more Love access. Callbacks. So that's just... That's like you've had that fourth song where we slowed down a little bit. Yeah. And if you think, listen to the first time, you think, oh, okay, so maybe we've only got three songs of Rush and now we're going to slow down for the rest. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Incorrect. No. Incorrect. Two minutes Incorrect. of just pure barreling mm. fun. That's not like fun. It's all quite not fun, sorry. Pure barreling anger. Yeah. He's really angry in this song. Because he says. Um, and it's just so fierce and compact, yeah. And like he just spits the words out. Yeah. Um, like why? Is, like he's still ready to party. Why is nobody calling him back? Yeah. Because mm. my yeah, my favorite lyric off that song is, "Well, my tongue is tired and I'm seeing stars. I got a million ugly words for what you are. I got a busted back and a broken heart. I guess that everything is better wherever you are." Mm. Yeah, so yeah, I love he's that. Just putting out feelers out into the world. It's like you know, trying to reach people, and he's not calling him. And you know, we've all had those nights. Yeah. where it's like you're trying to reach people, or you're having a bad night, and things aren't going your way. And it's just like, yeah, that pure rage just like festooned into this two minute explosion, which is really awesome. Because he's kind of shouting in the first verse, mm-hmm. then in the second verse, he's shouting in layers as well. So it's where Chris comes in, and he's shouting with him. Um, and so it's like really awesome, but it's like short, so it's two minutes, two seconds yeah, long, yeah. but it's like such a powerful song, right? Um, and like the outro is full band, um, including vocals, shouting, then to just complete stop. Mm-hmm. Done. Like, no one called me back, done. Yeah. And he's like, and I always imagine whenever that he's got an, a song where it's like an abrupt ending, he's like just fucking passed out on the same Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nice. Um, but yes, um, you talked about the Great Escape. Yes. Yeah. Love Great Escape. This is just. Strumming yeah, guitar. Such an amazing song. Just And it's. Rough and I then think the drums. There's, there's nothing on the album that like the way he does his vocal patterns in this song, like he's really on the points and they don't do it a lot in the album which I think is good because I think if you had a whole album of this it would almost be too much yeah. you'd almost feel like it was coming at you but just for this one song it's so good also um, for those of you who are on Patreon and who will be checking us out we did a or we'll have done a bonus episode around songs that you want to play as an encore so you'd love to come out and play you know empty quiet crowd standing on the stage they don't know what you're going to do and suddenly you break into a song and The Great Escape is one of my 
was one of my shortlist songs of that. Oh, the cool. way it the way it opens with that riff, like if the, you just think of that that hush and that pause when you come out, and your three band members all look at you and nod, and you just like crack into that riff, mm. I would be yeah. The only Double tick yeah. from me. The so. only thing the only thing I'd do different live is I wouldn't because he he plays the riff once and then he plays it again and the drums are on top of it like just mm-hmm. the symbol, the light tapping. I wouldn't do that if I was live. I would just do the guitar and then straight into all three pounding it out. So. What I really like is lyrically. And Lyr- I was lyric just buddies. Like, <laughs> I got that one. Yeah. Because they in the early part of the song he says take he says they're telling me to take it like a man and I can't. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't know. And then by the end of the song he's like they're telling me to take it like a man and fuck, fuck that. that. Like, so cool. Yeah, absolutely. And because it's like lyrically he spits it out really, really quickly. Liam, you could probably drop in that entire section and it would not be as long as a normal piece of yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we would yeah. drop in of yeah. another band. Um, but yeah, but there's a solo in there with really high wailing on the guitar. Mm-hmm. So you know that he's not just like a stabby, strummy, yeah. riff like kind of guy. He can also play some wailing guitar solos. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bass carries it. The drums fill so much sound. Um, so it's just like a yeah really cool like to have the great escape as track eight of 12 yeah is really powerful because it's mm. like where do you go from there and it's like oh textbook. you go to textbook which is a slow number and mm-hmm. um, it speeds up but it starts off slow um but it's got this fucking brilliant line of you know you own my body but don't think that you It's like, yes, I've been in relationships where, like, someone has been like that with me. And I'm like, no, hold on a second. I can speak up for myself just because we go home together. And um, it's like, yeah, it had, it was, had poignancy for me. Um, and having suspicions of a partner, knowing the answer, but does he really want to know? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So... Mm. Yeah, this one's got darker guitar parts, a bit more introspective, almost like Interpol-esque. Oh, yeah. If you're thinking about like that gamut of like the garage rock stuff, those guys were at one end away, probably further away from these guys most of the time, but this one's a bit more like that. And I won't drop it in, but my favourite one is, um, I know it's not my business to be digging up these things I should have known, but 20 years of bad decisions haven't taught me much at all, Yeah, which is really cool. Like, and then just, it goes like, into So in reference to the 20 years I've yeah, got in here. Yeah. 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 It just and 20 years of lots of bad decisions over 20 years. Yeah. And I, just, and I haven't, and I haven't, and it's like, like that's, yeah. you're telling me it should be textbook, but I'm doing things yeah. and it's not working and I'm making bad decisions and I can't go to the textbook because the textbook yeah. doesn't make sense and I don't know where I am. But having yeah. every question answered yeah. isn't going to help at all. Yeah. yeah There's right? some real mental health stuff sprinkled all throughout this album. For and sure. it's kind of almost hidden beneath like jagged guitars and layers and funky dance moves, but, but you can there. always get it. Yeah. It's there for sure. And yeah, and that having every question answered, like, does he actually want to know the answer to the questions mm. he's answer- asking? Mm. Like, that's it's not going to help. It's not going to fix anything. So, um, yeah, it's like really cool. 
Um, but it goes into one of my absolute favorites, which is lousy reputation, because I always felt like I was that girl mm. that he's talking about, right? That has the history. So, um, but it doesn't put him off. So, um, like, he sings. Um, I've heard some things. I guess it's better not to know. It's pretty bad as first your impressions go. And I was like, oh, my gosh, again, <laughs> I'm 20 and he's talking about me. This is cool. Um, but, yeah, and but he also doesn't care. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it, there's a weird line throughout where I'm not like, because he talks about a bigger man might not feel so compromised. Yes. So he's like, he feels like he's compromising yeah. to not care about the reputation, whereas someone who's better might actually care. And I feel like that's like the inverse of how, like it should be more of like, I don't care about, you know, you shouldn't care about someone's reputation until you actually get to know them. And it feels like that's actually the bigger man thing to do rather than hear man. about someone's reputation and go, well, I'm not going to be involved with you or know, or find out about you because I've, I know your reputation. So, it's yeah, it's a weird line of like he doesn't care, but he almost sees that as like the bad way to go sort of thing. It's, yeah, mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, but like I guess it's him being self-deprecating again, just going like I'm a little man and... I don't care about your reputation. Yeah. And that's why. And mm. instead of recognizing that, no, he actually is probably the bigger guy for not caring about yeah. reputation. Yeah. Sorry, I, miss, I realized I missed the second part of that. A bigger man might not feel so compromised, but I've never been that sane and I won't start tonight. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's that thing of like, if I was a better person, I wouldn't care about your reputation, but I'm not. So, mm. like, or I would care about your reputation, but I'm not. So I won't. It's, yeah. It's a weird tone. Like his excess, again, yeah, is allowing yeah. him to be led into a relation mm -hmm. with her or whatever it is. But the guitar riffs are awesome. Um, there is a sweet, slick bass line in there as well when the drum, drums come in. Um, but, yeah, it's like it's just a really cool starting with guitar and building up, mm -hmm. like reprieve when he does the off, off, off section um and it's just they really utilize that almost choral like um harmonies um in reprieves to bring back in the full band to bring the song to a close mm -hmm. they'll have like a moment of like sweetness um and then like drag it back down and go ah with a this is awesome mm. um oh yeah enjoy that um, and then I guess like um, how are we doing for time? Yeah, and it probably that, you can quickly hit on the last couple, and then we'll get your pitch. Sweet. Okay, so worth the wait is jazzy fun melody. Mm -hmm. So he's waiting for her, I guess, and he's gotten drunk, um, but still thinks she's waiting for, but he's pissy. Um, and I really like it that he's measuring time by the bottle and I've had more than a few. Nice. And I'm like, okay. So, yeah. So, that again, we're looking at his excess and we know that he can drink. So, he's been waiting for some time. But the drumming on this track with this guitar solo is just awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's epic. Mm. Like, um, like the way they all band together is just really awesome. So, 
Um, He's got another one of those strangled guitar solos in the bridge. There's a few of them yeah. throughout the album where you can. Mm. It's the. It's not the cock rock. The fingers moving up and down really quickly, but it's the quick hand flushing on the strings yeah. as the hand on the neck goes up and down. Yeah, it would be like a single string yeah. that he'll use yeah. and he'll do a repeating. But what they do sometimes is he'll do a repeating um, riff on one string and the bass will come in and repeat and they mm. mirror that. Um, and it's just like a really smart way of like pulling the instruments together and then they'll split off again. So, yeah. But then it finishes on, what's the word? Yeah. With drum hits. Goes out on a banger. It's good to good to have an album that. Mm. I thought the, the biggest disappointment would be to end on like a soft or an acoustic number for this for these guys. It <laughs> not work. So yes. yeah, good to see them go out. So strong. he's pushed to the edge. Um, guitars play, um, and the drums are full on, full basses, full on going on the chorus. Um, into slow parts and um, at the end it's just a really slow outro of dis- like disgruntled drums I'm going to say yeah mm-hmm. I think that's a good description yeah and then you can hear him unplug his guitar yeah. <laughs> which I thought was just like a really sweet <laughs> move at the very no, end it's over. Mm. yeah it's just like the album's over he's unplugged his guitar um, but like he is making that plea even at the end of like instead of throwing up your hands why don't you tell me what you're going to tell me it's like he mm-hmm. can't he's lacking communication with the same people again yeah. and again throughout the album mm-hmm. and yeah. and then he says I'm about to close to making sense as I'm ever going to get <laughs> Yeah, like which I think is great because that I'm gonna use that in an argument. I'm gonna just be like with my partner, just going, look, I'm about as close to making sense as I'm ever going to get. So (laughs) this is it. I've got like yeah. I got nothing more for you. So what do you want? What what do you need? How do we fix this? Yeah, and I'll play in the track. You don't. Oh, you know what I said? I told him I was picking this up as flawless. And I put Nobody Move, Nobody Get Hurt on and started singing along with it. And he was like, why would you put this weird music on? <laughs> and I was like, weird music? Have we not learned in 10 years? <laughs> like, this is not weird compared to mm. the stuff I listen to. Um, but yes, yeah, so my partner does not think it's a flawless album based off um, about 40 seconds yeah. of the opening. And I well, think it's the, a great opening. The, the, good, the good news is we've listened to much more than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we have. We have. So, Multiple um, times, right? <laughs> we've kind of gone through most tracks. So are you mm. ready for my pitch? Please. One other quick thing I did oh. want to say that I missed. when we, we didn't cover It's a Hit, but you talked about the way the bass line and the guitar yeah. works well with the album. The song literally opens with the bass line playing a riff. And then the guitar and playing the, guitar the exact same it. riff. Like, no, no, it joins it. The bass stops and the guitar plays exactly the yeah, same yeah, riff yeah. and then they come in together. Which I'd never, like, I literally never heard that, like, and then off to goes the song. It was so awesome. So, yeah, just three guys at the top of that. You know, I wish Matthew Tapper had been able to stack with it because I think, I think they would have had, like, lots of flawless albums in them if they'd been able to stick together. I think, you know, yeah, it would have been really cool to see what they did. Definitely. These things were not to be. But, um, 
on the next album, there's a single called After Hours, and that song is just soft and beautiful. Oh, nice. Like, so they're really going to be arranged as well. Yeah, really good. Like, it's one of those, it's almost, I'm going to put it out there and say it's almost romantic. Because mm. it's like, it's all about like making decisions after, like, late at night and how they're not good decisions, but you make <laughs> them anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's, so it's on a theme, so it's still like following the theme of this, but um, yeah, it was just a really beautiful um, song. So yes, so if you want to check out more, I would check out their next album. I okay. forgot to write it down, but cool. yeah. So um, um, the next album was called Brain Thrust, Brain Thrust Mastery. Yes. I so don't want to get that name wrong. That could go mm, all kinds of ways. Yeah. It could, absolutely. Um, George, did you want to give us... Your final pitch. I do. So for my flawless, so it's been a while and I was so excited um, and I knew immediately the album I was going to choose because it was on the playlist and I was just like, you know what, I just love it. I've loved it since it came out. So they're epic, live, and they make me want to move. And I brought this because the music makes me want to wiggle myself around constantly. There's the perfect trio that can make a lot of little noise throughout a record to keep me interested and excited for the next track. And it's been unskippable since day one. I am in love with Keith. I think I've made that clear. Lyrically, it's dangerously relatable to my party highs. <laughs> um, I love that it's largely desperate and introspective. Um, and um, so they are also accomplished. They come together to bring 37 minutes of indie, post-punk, garagey brilliance. There's hands down a flawless record that's been in my circulation since I illegally downloaded it in 2005. And that, my friends, is why I brought it to you today. Cool. So I'm going to hand over to Liam cool. because you were looking at me. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. you I, always to, I always try and look at people when they're talking to me. Oh, wow. Rookie. So, uh, <laughs> yes, so I'll hand over to Liam. So, um, you make you, it sound like I shouldn't want to talk, which is fine. I you'd can, heard uh, the album. Yes. You'd own the album, yep. but you hadn't listened to it in a long time. Yeah, so, the big singles. You don't legally from the Own legally, yeah. I bought the disc, bought the disc. Two songs First on the, time. two singles on the radio. All it needed. Especially those I two, like especially those, especially yeah. those two sure. singles. Like sometimes, some bands it might take me three sure. songs on the radio for me to really get into it, but those two, I was like, nah, we're in, let's go. Um, yeah, it's just, like we spoke all the way through. It's like three guys who are just really, really good at all the individual parts that they do, but also not like we've had bands that are like that and they couldn't gel it. These guys yeah. gel it as well. Like it's just <laughs> just fantastic work all the way through. Um, it's a pity that they came in towards the end of that garage rock cycle. Like it was almost sort of fading out by the time they got in. But at the same time, like we said, they'd been around for five years. It's not like they were just sort of showed up one day and were like, oh, look at all this stuff we can do. And it was like, yeah, yeah, you know, you've been aping the people who've been doing it for five years already. It's like they were out there with those bands. Because we, something else I forgot to mention, um, they've done split singles with like Ash, Art Brute and Hot Hot Heat. Wow. Like, oh, wow. They, they knew all the bands. They were hanging out with all the bands. They were supporting all the bands. Like you said, they were really cool. Um, like I said, they're really funny guys. Um, 12 songs in 38 minutes. Like a lot of the songs are pretty standard construction, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, 
solo chorus. But if you're going to do that, then at least do it fast. Get in, <laughs> get in, get out. Like that's that's the whole thing. So it's not like the best garage rock album ever made, but that's not what we're looking for. It's like we're looking for would, should we, they have done anything different or was it just an amazing piece of work? And there's nothing they could have done differently or should have done differently. So I'm giving it flawless. Oh, and it was yeah. And like I said, I had two songs in the playlist and now I'm going to have like 10 more to start filtering <laughs> through and listening to them more often because they're all – they're not all quite at that level of those other two, but they're all great songs as well. So they are. Yeah, don't do anything different, and yeah, no gaps, no no skips, no nothing. So yeah, enjoyed awesome. it all the way through. Thanks, Liam. That's awesome. I'm going to hand over to Grant, who had fresh ears. Fresh ears, jeez. And from 2005, I think what we've referenced it, but it was late on the scene, right? And that probably would have would have impacted certainly. I think um, me hearing it at all in, in the first in the first instance. Um, it's there's a lot to like that that I did like in in all of it in lots of double ticks, uh, where I um in listening to it, like so totally blind end to end let's mm-hmm. go I'm like driving a car okay cool didn't like the end of what's the word right and I was okay. like fucking come on man and then I carried on listening to it and I was like no this is perfect <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, that's how like it's it's with with intent and I think there aren't skippable tracks and there aren't and. It is relatable, certainly for I think anyone who who's young could still relate to lots of mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. from from mm-hmm. Uh, an album that's that's eighteen years you know, ago. Can you believe it? So um, yeah, I think it's flawless. Oh, thank you. <gasps> um, thanks for bringing it. Genuinely, I think it was mm. it was really good. Um, I don't know if I'd listen to it all the time now, but it's a great album and it's yeah. quick. Yeah. If you're gonna, you know, and we have a little bit of a almost you know that that period of 35 40 minutes mm-hmm. that's fine yeah like, it and works can, they're good you can they're cycle tight. around from the last track straight into the film. Yeah. i found myself doing that with this album it's yeah. like oh i don't know where i am with the album oh okay i just cycle around in the first <laughs> again. i listen to the whole thing and i'm starting again so yeah yeah thank no. you for bringing it genuinely yeah, it's really cool. it a cool album oh i'm so glad well i'm glad i reignited your love for them leon yeah i'm glad i introduced yeah, you yeah thank you've got seven albums to go and try yeah, <laughs> yeah i like, know right <laughs> hey man thank that's you that's awesome so uh so we are scientists with love and squalor made it over the line in flawless history so thank you to my co-host Liam and Grant. You have been awesome in your research <laughs> and your feedback. Um, and correct, probably. And you are also correct. Yeah, absolutely. Good. So um, I think it needed to be right now. I needed to bring I this album. I think you're correct. Like, it just, I've had it on the backlog for like such a long time, but this just felt like the perfect time. Cool. Awesome. Anyway, we have reached the end of this episode, so we want to thank you, everyone, for listening. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Flawless AMP on all of those. Join the conversation, share, like our posts, give us a rating. Every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you. As mentioned, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash AMP. If you would like to back us, please check that out. It's really easy to do to support independents like us. Um, and you can pick the amount that you want from $1 a month. So thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.